0: You wanted the best, but you're shit out of luck. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. We're here to waste some of your time and hopefully entertain you for a little bit. So thank you for letting us into your head. Hope we don't do any damage. Welcome to Episode 7 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. Joining me today are regulars Lonnie and Alex, and happy to introduce a new guy, Andrew. So, uh, Andrew, if you see those questions that we've got up on the website, for you to run through and introduce yourself to everyone out there
1: well i think if you if everyone hasn't listened to the podcast um, i'm usually a regular on the podcast but for those who don't listen to podcast you might know me uh, as a drummer from the world's best kiss tribute band mr speed so here i am all the way from cleveland ohio um been a uh, lurker slash poster on the faq for as long as i can remember so it's uh, it's really good to be here
0: well, welcome aboard. Thank you very much for taking time. Just tell us a little bit about you. When did you uh, become a fan and uh, your first uh, Kiss album and all that? I became a Kiss
1: fan uh, either in 1988 or 1989. And at the time, I didn't even know that they were a musical group because I had the comic book. And then I had seen Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. And then the wheels kind of started spinning that like, well, there's these guys are actual real life you know, superheroes. They're an actual band. So even before I liked music, I was reading the comic and watching the movies and then I guess I just fell into the music mainly because I would hear it over and over again on Phantom of the Park. So I think I was probably 5 or 6 when I got double platinum on on vinyl. And uh so I had like a, a little it was like a the Fisher Price version of a record player where it was like all made of plastic and you had to just put the needle on there just right to get it to play and it probably sounded Probably worse than anything else that anyone's ever heard. So I had that, and then right after that, I got Creatures of the Night on cassette, the non-makeup cover, which I still have to this day. So I was a, like, I guess you could call me a casual fan um, until the reunion tour. Once the reunion tour came back, I guess I didn't really know that they had taken off the makeup, but once I saw they were putting it back on, I was super excited to finally see it. And actually, the first Kiss memory I have of actually becoming a fan is I was watching The Simpsons and Kiss was giving away tickets to Diger Stadium during The Simpsons and I think they were on top of the Hard Rock in, in Vegas or I'm not sure where they were but I know I remember seeing them and and Paul did with the tickets going you know you want them and for some reason I saw that and I go oh okay I'm a, I'm a Kiss fan for life and I started getting the cassettes and then I got the You Wanted the Best album on CD and then you know fast forward a little bit the first new album I got was Psycho Circus Um, So I've been a KISS fan ever since. And then I guess because I was such a big KISS fan, I always wanted to be KISS. So just joining a tribute band just made all the sense in the world to me. And also, too, I had been into original bands in high school and played to nobody. But you'd slap on $3 worth of makeup, people go crazy. (laughs) So once I got a little bit of that, I was like, well, you know, I got to continue to do this. And years and years went by. I, I joined Mr. Speed in 2009. You know, originally from New Jersey, moved out to Cleveland when I joined Mr. Speed. Spent a little time in Myrtle Beach. I actually worked at the Kiss Coffee House and was the only fan to actually work at the Kiss Coffee House. Everybody else was either a son or a father or whomever. They were had some relation with the owner, but I was the only fan that worked at the coffee house.
0: So you cleaned the toilets?
1: I did. And <laughs> let me tell I'll tell you a funny story about that too. Have you guys ever been there to the Kiss Coffee House before? I house? Have no. yeah. All right, so you remember the uh, the bathroom? It was the Creatures of the
2: Night album cover, yeah. it, like it was a, a Psycho Circus lights. album. It was a Psycho Circus album cover. The door was, but inside the bathroom was the. You never went inside the bathroom? No, it was broke down when I went. It said out of order and I was there. You didn't clean the toilets that day. I couldn't (laughs) go inside.
1: No, 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 no. Let me tell you about that bathroom. Because it was a black light, you saw everything in there. So you can imagine, like, it's a tourist spot. So you got kids pissing on the walls. And it just, it was so gross. It was the grossest thing i ever had to do in my entire life. But I was a fan. And I remember listening to Kiss going, oh, boy, this is is the greatest. This is so cool. We had paid to listen to Kiss. But everybody that worked there hated me because they were like, who's this guy that likes – we hate kids. We just like the paycheck. So uh, – but it was cool. It was really, really cool. I got to hang out with, with Tommy, and um, I've actually been really fortunate uh, and really lucky that I've gotten very close to the band. band knows who I am. Even before Mr. Speed, uh, Gene Simmons says I look like Paul McCartney. So every time he sees me, he goes, oh, Paul McCartney. And, um, you know, I'm really lucky that both Eric and Tommy know me by name, and I know a lot of their crew, and their wardrobe woman, so it, it's, been, it's been a really fun ride for me.
0: Awesome. Great story. What's your favorite Kiss album?
1: Easy. Rock and Roll Over. All right. Easy. I, I think it's the best snapshot of Kiss, and just everything that was going on around that time. How could you not be a fan? I mean, they're pouring their blood into the Marvel comic. I know that was technically Love Gun, but I still consider the Rock and Roll Over era. You know, they're playing Japan for the very first time. You got songs like I Want You and Take Me. And I felt like Alive was Kiss at their best. They were kind of experimental during destroyer, but they really hit that stride with Rock and Roll Over. Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, Alive 2, Double platinum and the solo albums. You, you can't get any better than that. So Rock and Roll Over, hands down.
0: And then I guess we got to ask, who's your favorite member?
1: Well, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this. A lot of flack, because it's not Peter Chris. It's actually Eric Singer. Wow. And, and this goes back to Eric Singer in the band in 1992 before he even put the makeup back on. I mean, this was in the reunion era. And I'm listening to Peter basically keep time and chew his bottom lip off because he's chewing the goose. That's all he's <laughs> doing back there. Poor guy. But I always thought that Eric approached the drums in a way that no one else had approached them before who had been in the band. You know, certainly not Eric Carter or Peter Chris. And then when Eric came back, I always liked whatever he injected into the band, whether it be his, his drum parts, his vocal harmonies, or even when you watch the Rock the Nation DVD, he's joking around and all that backstage. I always really liked that, and the band seems to really enjoy having him as that driving force. So, as a mus- he's a musician's drummer. So take all your your feelings out of it. I know Kiss is Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter. I know it's the original band, but take that feeling out of it and approach it from a musical standpoint. Eric Singer is, musically, the best drummer Kiss has ever had.
0: Yeah, without without a doubt, I think. So, for everyone out there, we were going to do one topic, and then um, events in real time really <laughs> changed how we were going to approach this episode. We're always going to be taping this on Wednesday, uh, but today's episode is going to be brought to you with a backing track, and um, <laughs> we are going to talk about... uh I
1: saw son!
0: Exactly. The band's visit to Japan. And uh, they've just played the first two shows. Uh, Today they were in Osaka, or that would have been last night now, uh, for Japan. And, of course, they started out the tour in Nagoya. So, two days ago, they uh, put out a set list, basically 18 songs, a couple songs more than Vegas, uh, brought back I Was Made for Loving You into the set, and debuted... Samurai Sun. So let's, you know, let's start off with the sets. Um, Lonnie, let's start with you on some impressions of the set that they put out there.
2: Um, I enjoyed the fact that they kept kind of what they had done in Vegas. That they kept Creatures of the Night in there. They kept Parasite in there. I enjoyed, I went to Vegas and I saw two shows out there and them playing Creatures of the Night to me was just amazing because I it's one of those songs that I always loved and, and they, obviously they only played it like a couple of times in Australia in '04 when they started the Rock the Nation tour. And it's like one of those songs I thought, oh, I'll never get to hear them play that. And then and they started playing it right before Kiss Cruise last year. I was like, oh, they got to keep it in the set for Vegas. They got you. And I got to hear that. So I think it's cool that they kept that that song in the set when they went out there and they kept Parasite in there because I really loved that song too. and I was really happy that Hydra Heart was in there also. The first night, I know it was taken out the second night, but when I heard Hydra Heart um, over the summer when they toured with Def Leppard, it was just, I was like, I was 10 years old again. They're playing that song, and it's like, they got done playing that song the first time I saw them um, this past summer. I looked at my wife and I go, That's it. We can leave now because it doesn't get any better than hearing Hydra Kissing Makeup playing Hydra Heart. You know, and I'm sit- I'm peacocking around with her playing that song and singing. And- people around me, we were down front, like, even people around me are looking at me like, what is this? Nobody, nobody knew this song. But, I was disappointed it was taken out last second night and, uh, I think it's a pretty, sta- I mean, it's a pretty standard set, you're, they're not going to deviate a whole lot from what they're, what they're doing and I like the, the kind of rare, the, I guess, kind of rare songs that they kept in there with, with Creatures and Hydra Heart the first night, but, it's a, it's a very diverse set list with a lot of, of uh, of early '80s stuff in there with War Machine, with Creatures, with Lick It Up, um, a time that wasn't necessarily very popular with the band, but songs that have grown over time. Um, it's very interesting how they've how they've grown into that, as opposed to being strictly '70s. They've really incorporated the '80s into it a lot more, and I really enjoy it.
0: Nothing from Rock and Roll Over. How dare they! <laughs> It's okay. You know, I got up that I got up that morning, and the live updates were coming in for that set. I think we'd had the first four songs. I saw that they'd kicked off kicked uh, the set off with Detroit Rock City, followed by Creatures, followed by Psycho Circus. That is three opening tracks that they've used in the set historically in a row. It is like a kick in the nuts of Kiss. Three very powerful songs. I was thrilled they kept. Creatures of the Night, in. Obviously, I have not paid for flights, airfare, uh, tickets, hotel to Japan, so I am an armchair critic here. But I was thrilled in Vegas when they did Creatures, and I'm thrilled for the fans in Japan to get to hear that again after so many years. Absolutely. Andrew.
1: Yeah. I, I love the set, and actually, there was a discussion going on in one of the Kiss Room groups which is another radio show that I've been on, too. Um, and they were asking, what, what is KISS going to do? And I go, "I, if I was a betting man, I thought that the Japanese set was going to be very similar to the Vegas set. And once I saw the live updates started coming in, I go, I knew they were going to keep that formula. You know, you have these fans who are saying, oh, they're using the same tired set from Las Vegas. I go, think about this for a minute. They've played this set, and we're just talking just Nagoya here for a moment. They played that set in two cities, Las Vegas and Nagoya. <laughs> I mean, how are you sick of it already? So they played the set two times, and you have fans who are flipping out, losing sleep, saying, oh, Kiss, the same boring thing. I'm I'm tired of Creatures of the Night. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And my thing is, is, like, these fans don't have any idea what a touring band means. A touring band means the show goes from city to city. Do you think Joe Smith, that's living in his mother's basement, is seeing Kiss 30 times a summer? No. There are so many different people who are seeing that set for the very first time. Especially these people in a whole other country. They're seeing this for the very first time. They did, probably they didn't go on the Kiss Cruise. I, I doubt they went to Las Vegas. So they're seeing this for the first time. So I think because of the internet and because you know there's everything is instantaneous, we instantaneously know what happens. These fans, they throw up in their arms because they read the same thing. What, they read it three months ago when they did Vegas? Just remember... Those people that are there, how many people were there, like 12,000 people that were there in Nagoya? For those 12,000 or so people that were there, it was the first time they were seeing it. And let's just go back to the Farewell Tour for a little bit. Most of this set that they're playing now wasn't in the Farewell Tour. And it really wasn't there on the Aerosmith Tour. I mean, it was there a little bit on the Rock the Nation Tour. But for the most part, this set list is pretty shaken up. It's really diverse, like what Lonnie said. They're not sticking to the Alive Alive 2 formula anymore. They're pulling songs from the 80s. They're pulling songs from Psycho Circus. There's a track in there from Monster. Hey, Hydra Heart was in their brew first night. So when I saw the set list, me as a diehard, was I disappointed? Absolutely. But as a fan that has a ticket to the show, I'd love that set. And not for nothing, I think it's great that they're playing Samurai Sun. So I love the set list. If I had to rate the set list, 8 out of 10.
0: Alex, what say you?
3: Um, I think the set list, you know, it's, it's a cool set list. It's very Paul heavy. Obviously we'll get to the samurai science debacle at some point. Um, was one of the things about his voice and stuff, it's definitely very Paul heavy. And I wouldn't mind switching out a Paul song for a Jean song. I, I have I, I still don't know why they haven't done it since the, um, I want to say it's like the rock and roll, the love gun, the live TV store. But I would love for them to just, especially because of Japan, the film ladies, ladies room. Um, but the all is awesome, I mean, it's like, I've only saw them on the Alive 35 tour and the um, hottest show on Earth tour, the 2010 tour, and so it's just five different songs, but I mean, you know, you got stuff like Hide Your Heart, and then you've got War Machine, Creatures of the Night, like, oh, I would do anything to see Creatures of the Night live, um, I'm hoping last today when it would come into Utah, i cuz go to school and I couldn't take off because I had finals that week, so... And took the education around over that but I would love to see Hydra Heart live again I saw Paul doing it in 2006 and I was super stoked when he did it and I love the arrangement that they have for Hydra Heart with the audience participation and the song I think that's I, I love I love the different arrangements from the studio albums when they do that and, and Tommy I saw a video actually Julian you posted it on, on the Facebook um, of Hydra Heart from I think it was Nagoya yeah um, I saw the video and and Tommy just nailed the guitar solo, so I think it's a great sell list. Um, you know, and, and then they're getting Samurai Song, so they're getting a song that's you know that's a little bit different and stuff. So that's super cool and exciting.
0: Yeah, I was amazed. I have my other Facebook, uh, which I keep all the family and uh, people I grew up with, and a guy I went to school in Singapore with in 1988. Uh, was Japanese, and all of a sudden all these KISS things start popping up on that that feed, and he actually went to the show. And he's never commented on any of the things I've posted from KISS shows, so I was shocked. Uh, and I thought it was really cool. Hide Your Heart...
1: He should have got us some tour books.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta They're get clamoring me... For tour books. <laughs> I've got to get me one of those. That cover <laughs> that, looks... Uh, that, like- that's a controversial cover, guy. That's a controversial cover. Uh, oh, God. It, it, does it have a hidden message on the cover about cookies and backing tracks? or? <laughs> no, no.
1: Some some guy is saying that there's, like, hidden there's explosions like, that are... are, are there's are, mushroom clouds at the top of it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like, like happening in Hiroshima. So I, I look at that and I go, I, KISS always uses fire. Yeah. What, I mean, what, they're just looking for something to... Bitch about.
0: Yeah, I think if he's complaining about mushrooms, it must be the ones that he's consuming in mom's basement. Because <laughs> that, that, I, I don't know what. I, I can't wait for someone to post some pictures of what it actually looks inside. Uh, some of the, the more recent tour books have just been the same old insides with a uh, new covering slapped on the outside, which is still kind of cool. And I would have bought them back in the day when I co- uh, collected them. Uh, getting back to this set list, we. I Was Made for Love and You Makes It Return. Um, that's one song I can do without, to be honest. Um, since it's been tuned down a bit for Paul, it's really lost a lot of its feel. Hide Your Heart was in the set for Nagoya. It was dropped last night, apparently, from everything I've seen. So they've gone from 16 songs in Vegas up to 18 in Nagoya, now down to 17. Um, they moved the set around slightly last night, um, moving shouted Out Loud up in the order to right after Parasite and before War Machine. But otherwise, it pretty much stayed the same. Let's talk about Samurai Son. Um, Keith and Kiss Online posted a brief rehearsal clip uh, before they went to to Japan. And I got to say, my first impression of watching that clip was a little bit uncomfortable. I'm like, how the hell are they going to pull this off live? Especially knowing the song. Did you guys see the clip? And... Have you guys seen the Nagoya um, YouTube? Um, the one like
1: this? When you go watch it like this? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> the, the whip the, the Whiplash phone recordings um, in wonderful mono, what eight bit sound? So Sonic Sonic glory, you know. What do you guys think, Andrew? Let's go. Let's start with you.
1: Well, when I first saw the, uh, the rehearsal clip, I saw Eric wearing over-the-ear headphones, which yeah. I wear those too when I have to listen to a click track when I play drums. So when I saw him wearing those over-the-ear headphones, I go, they're going to play to a track. I go, there's going to be you know, other pieces of, of you know, uh, the song that they can't replicate live. Like there's like, you know all kinds of drum parts, and there's percussion parts, and there's you know, ooh, ah. So I knew that they were going to play to some kind of backing track. So when I first heard the first live version of the track, I, go, I knew they were going to play a backing track because that song is so produced and so complicated that you can't replicate all those other things live. Um, I didn't pay attention to him lip-syncing like people are saying because I really didn't care. I was like, well, I'm never going to see this song in my country. It's probably going to be played live five times. So if they have to use additional tracks instead of bringing in additional musicians, fine. I don't care. Every band does it. And I don't think... I don't think people are crucifying the band for using tracks. Uh, Why? Are they unaware that KISS used to use tracks on the Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade, and Revenge Tour? and They were all backing vocals, too. If uh, any of you guys are bootleg collectors, if you watch the Exposed 2 outtakes, in the soundcheck, you'll hear Gary Corbett hitting the the chords for Rise to It. Those were all canned. Why didn't someone be up and honest about that? Well, probably because the internet wasn't around back then. I'm sure if it was, people would have been clamoring over that, too. But people were flipping out over this song like someone just smacked this guy's mother. I mean, I don't understand <laughs> why. I don't understand where the venom came from. And then you have other people going, well, it's not really that big of a deal. I'll wait for a better recording. And you know you know why KISS is doing this, right? They paired with uh, Memorial Clover Z to sell out Tokyo Dome. And they know that they're going to be playing this song with Memorial Clover Z at Tokyo Dome. It's probably going to garner a ton of Japanese media attention. So they got to practice this. They have to in front of a live audience. That's the only reason why they're doing this. So you, you bet your ass that those throw bands are probably not going to sing live. They're probably going to play to a track, too, And Kiss is probably going to be the only live instruments on stage. So if Kiss is playing to attract track to prepare for this big whatever they're going to do, fine. I could give a shit. My favorite band is playing live. They're playing a, a non-album track song that I actually really like. So I don't see the big deal about it. And actually, I'll let you guys in on a little secret, too. Mr. Speed plays tracks live, too. Every band does it. That's just how it is. you know. And you call yourself the best tribute fan in the world. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, I mean, we're not, like, miming our vocal parts, but there are just some things that... You can't replicate live that you need a track for. We got the piano in Christine sixteen because we're not hiring a piano person. I know Kiss didn't do it that way live, but it sounds cool. You know there are different like effects that are going on during the show too. So Kiss does the same thing. Are these same people going to start bitching about that Kiss doesn't have an actual fire engine on stage <laughs> that they're using a track for the siren? I mean, is that was next.
0: Yeah, and, and you, you kind Bye. of, you kind Bye. of. <laughs> You kind of wonder about the the embellishments Gary Corbett used to do. Didn't he also trigger explosions, the sounds, to help supplement the feel coming through the PA of the explosions, as well as the other musical parts? You know, I wasn't able to form an opinion on it, to be frank, and I really couldn't figure out what I really felt. It was, you know the context of the song. It's going to get four performances before it really matters. It's got a heck of a lot of musical embellishments embedded within it mm-hmm. would it be nice to say well did they perhaps overthink it and should they have just gone out and done it meat and potatoes like they did last night in Osaka, or at least with less noticeable backing elements because we got the version from last night now um at least some of it uh, it was up on facebook i don't know if anyone's put a youtube one up that you can actually hear but it sounded damn good with with Paul giving it a 100% effort. Lonnie?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't real big on the track when I first heard it. I was like, what are they doing? And then, But the more I've listened to it, I've really started to enjoy it um, more and more. And I saw the video that, that Keith posted before they went to Japan, and I kind of had the same feeling that you did, Julian. It's like, how are they going to pull this off live? Because there is a, a lot of production in that song. And I'm not as... Keen on everything as Andrew I guess I didn't see that Eric was wearing wearing the cans before they went out there but you know I can see why they did it and they're gonna like they like you guys said they're gonna play the song five times period when they go to South America in April they're not gonna play it when they go to Europe over the summer they're not gonna play it it's song was made for this tour for Japan in Japan only and they're selling out in Japan because of it it's a, it was a number one song over there and yeah. Kiss has been doing this for a long time, pumping stuff in. Look at Alive. Alive has audience pumped into it. They've been doing this since the very beginning. You mean Alive? Andrew, <laughs> calm down. I'm sorry, I don't want to oh. ruin. I don't
1: want to ruin life for you. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they didn't play like, Hard Luck Woman on Alive too? Did
2: they not play Tomorrow's tonight? What? <laughs> they didn't play. I was made for loving you on Alive three either. <laughs> don't spit out your soundcheck. It's <laughs> soundcheck. So, you know they they've been doing this for a long time, but the internet you know, has to have something to talk about. We have to have something to complain about. We're not going to be, and, and KISS fans aren't going to be happy about anything either. KISS fans have to have something <laughs> to complain about. It wouldn't be the KISS Army if there wasn't division amongst the KISS Army. So, and I listened, and I listened to the track live, and I, you know, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not ready to to just turn in my KISS Army membership card beca- over this. But, I don't have a problem with it at all. It's It sounded good the first night. I think it sounded just as good the second night. And you're going to hear the song three more times, and then it's going to be over. Alex? Uh, you know, do
3: um, you guys ever do this? you ever like take the set list and make a playlist of the studio tracks? I mean, like, I brought one. I totally did that. And I was working out at the gym today. So I was doing a, uh, um, the apartment complex in Rexburg. And they were plugging my phone to the sound system. And some of my son came on and his one girl came in and afterwards like that's a pretty cool cool song and stuff. So it's a cool song. It's got a lot of stuff to it. And like you guys said, like it's probably never gonna make hit the you know, the state side and the set list. Maybe the Kiss cruise they might pull it out just for like, you know, shiz and giggles and, and that'd be cool for those who go on the cruise to hear it. Um I mean, don't they um it like Peter have his drums enhanced on the reunion tour and stuff with um, I don't know what you call him Andrew or he they're, was... uh, they're actually drum triggers they yeah, are they're
1: drum triggers. they uh, yeah. they, uh, they pick up the vibration instead of the actual
3: sound of the drum
0: except Eric still actually hits the drums rather than caresses right. them like a kitten's yeah. paw
3: <laughs> yeah I mean um... <laughs> 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 you know I, I got to hear the second version of the, of the white track today and with the less Enhancement and it was cool and don't get me wrong i think anybody loves to hear the nitty gritty the meat and potatoes but i mean i look at this song as the promotional thing um for the tour with that other group um I, I you know i bet the people there in the audience and stuff unless they were you know super angry and picky i bet you they had a hell of a time just being there and hearing the song and um i mean it's a cool track i uh, when i first heard it i was a little like eh. With uh, I don't like the background vocals with the other group on it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool track, and, I mean, you know, like I said, Kisses, they've had the embellishments throughout the years with the sound, fact I'll throw this out there, if you guys ever listened to the, the larger 1979 show, if you listen right at the beginning of Love Gun on that show, it sounds like a piano went off or something, I don't know, next time you guys get on and go check out Love Gun right at the beginning of the intro, it totally sounds to, like, to like a capo. Yeah, so I don't know what was going on there, but it sounded super weird. Um, but yeah, the, the okay. band had the band had enhancements there, and um, I mean, you know, holy smokes! They're only doing a handful of shows in Japan. I mean, they're not get our panties in a bunch of guys.
0: So, when's the last time Kiss performed a non-album track live in concert?
1: Yes. Uh, do you counting the Kiss conventions,
0: excluding the Kiss conventions,
1: uh, I don't think ever that
0: Kiss in Time would did have been a,
1: Kiss Time that
0: was performed in may 74 may and june 74 um wow. when it was a single so that would have been before it came out on the uh warner on the later warner pressings paul did hide your heart before it came out s- on the 800 different albums in 1989
3: what about detroit rock city and like when he was
0: were- yeah
3: i think it like, wasn't like, already he out, he out he
1: at is, that point was it i think it was out i think it, was out was already it. Out. Yeah, because they toured Europe uh, head in-, in May, and Destroyer yeah. came out in March of '76. Yeah, were just yeah. yeah, and
0: shouted Out one Loud, one. God of and 7th Thunder, 7th. and all that had been performed at the end of the Alive tour after the album had come out. Oh, so okay. those aren't aren't really, and and those are the only ones I can think of. I, what I
2: about like
3: maybe um like watching you or Let Me Go Rock and Roll before hotter than hell? Was there any? When the yeah,
2: yeah she done? and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, she totally she doesn't really count because that was in the set on the very first day. So. Uh, same with Lover all I can so yeah no, there's not a whole lot out there that the band's ever done so it's it's pretty cool in 2015 40, what, 40 plus years into the band's career to be getting an on album track live uh, for better or worse I still say Asaka was a pretty good performance of the song and I, I'm not real big on it It's it's okay for what it is it's not really to my liking but good performance. I think Paul sounds good as well. So, how do you guys think Paul sounds off those uh camera phones?
1: I mean, the guy's like 60 plus years old. He I think he sounds better than he sounded in the last couple of years. Definitely. But I mean, just take it take it for what it is. I mean, all these heritage bands that are out there, they're never going to sound like they did in their heyday. Listen to Whitesnake. I mean, David Coverdale doesn't sound anything like he did when he was with Deep Purple. Joe Perry doesn't even sound... Not Joe Perry. Joe Elliott. Sorry. (laughs) I get my Joes mixed up. (laughs) Uh, Joe Elliott doesn't sound like he did in the the Def Leppard days. But I think Paul sounds good. I think more people are... more focused on that than they should, because when you're there at the concert, you don't notice any of those things. It's when you sit there and nitpick is when you notice those things. When you're at the show, you're like, oh my God, it's Kiss, they're right there, I'm seeing them and i will be here, and it's... then you take these people there, they sit there, they nitpick on, on Paul's voice and this and that. I think for the guy's age, I think the guy sounds good. Hey, I'll tell you this: I hope I sound half as good at that age.
0: I hope I look half as good at his age <laughs> and sound half as good. I mean, Paul Stanley's still bringing it, He's still fronting a band with a lot of energy, a lot of charisma, um, and singing some pretty good songs. Let's go on with the stage. It's basically Vegas. For anyone who didn't go to Vegas, Vegas is pretty much hot in the shade lasers again. Uh, The wraparound, um, LEDs, and Spidey's gone. So impressions on that stage.
2: I was surprised. I was surprised that, that they went with the that they went with the Vegas stage. I was really thinking that the Vegas stage was going to be kind of exclusive to Vegas. As much as they built up the Spider stage and and really played that out the last few years, I thought they would really continue on with it. Um, but they had toured Japan with it previously, and I guess their attitude is, you know, we've toured Europe with the Spider stage previously too. We need to have something different when we go back to these places because. These people have already seen us once with that stage, so um, I was surprised, but I was, but I also liked it. I like the fact that that they're not just continue, continuing continuing to, 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 with the spider stage. People will be complaining about that. Why are they using the Vegas stage? Why are they using the spider stage? I'm tired of it. So I, I think it's good that, that that they've done that, and and I really like the stage, and I I really enjoyed it. It Really reminded me of of Hot in the Shade when I when I saw them in Vegas. When I see the clips online, and talking about Paul. Back to that real quick. Um, People complain about Paul's voice. Like Andrew said, when you're there, you really don't notice it. It's when you're watching it on something that's filmed on a camera phone through a speaker on a camera phone that it becomes a little more noticeable through that kind of technology. And complain about it all you want because in five years from now, I don't know, we might not have anything to to be complaining that why isn't Kiss touring
0: Yeah, number one, you're not there. What I, I was pretty jaded before I went to Vegas, I didn't particularly enjoy the shows I went to last year with Def Leppard. When I got to Vegas, I kind of just soaked it in and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought Paul sounded the best that he'd sounded in a long time, which I hadn't really felt during the Def Leppard tour. I thought something, he's learning how to use the tool that he's got in an appropriate way. Um, Maybe Joe Elliott's a couple steps ahead of him on that, you know, figuring out the songs. They seem to have figured out the songs that work for Paul. Um, I mean, he's not going to do "Let's Put the X in Sex" again live. Simple as that. Thank- oh, please,
1: please don't, please.
0: You know, or, or my way, or "Bang Bang You." I mean,
1: please,
2: please don't.
0: Please. I, I think anyone, who, anyone who wants to uh, bitch and moan about Paul's voice. Be thankful that there are certain songs in the KISS catalog which will never again be performed live.
1: songs, yeah.
3: yeah. I I thought the stage was I thought it was cool. I, I think it's uh, it's just no actually I prefer the Vegas stage over the spot. I haven't seen them both in person at all, but I think the Vegas stage is way cool. I love the graphics they have the Samurai. I thought if you see them in the videos and stuff, I thought it was amazing and I mean, and, and the KISS stage has always been this huge spectacle. So with the lasers and the lights and stuff, I mean, you know, how, how awesome is that? Like, and, and like you guys say, you know, we're just, we're so lucky that they're here and they're still performing. You know, we, you know, how lucky are we? How blessed are we? I, you know, I just, uh, I just watched this morning, Roger Waters, The Wall, a performance of 20, 2011, 2012, and then like, those guys couldn't get it together to even try to do that much stuff together. And, um... You know, and they've had a handful of original members of that band pass on. You know, how lucky we are that they're still kicking. And, yeah, Paul's voice, you know, sure would be great to have him sound like he did in 75. How awesome, you know. But everybody's voice changes. And uh, the video that you posted uh, of Julian the Hydra your Heart, I, I, you know, I was actually a little worried. I want to show if he was listening to that or not because his voice sounded amazing in that video. I was a little worried on that if he was doing a track for that song, too. If They weren't. But uh, he did a great job on Hide Your Heart. So he's, he's doing something right with his voice. He's taking precautions. He's taking care of it. And, uh, you know, I hope they come back to the States. I could see them at least one more time.
0: Some people are going to complain no matter what he does, however he does it. You know, and you got to figure that there's 12,000 people at a concert. And there certainly aren't 12,000 people sitting on the FAQ or other message boards um, delving into the minutiae. There aren't twelve thousand people from that concert looking up kiss videos on YouTube to micro analyze there aren't twelve thousand fans who are lining up and a bing videos of how Paul performed the song or counting how many times the drummer hits the freaking cowbell or cymbals <laughs> in a song <laughs> oh my God, I, that. I mean you know kiss kiss fans God bless them we're dedicated, and sometimes we go off the deep end a little bit, but one thing I, I wanted to bring up was the video of Samurai Sun. The The Vegas set list has one of the greatest light shows on a KISS show that I've seen. Um, the computer sequenced flat, uh, strobes and flashes and all that, but when you see it at the end of Samurai Sun with the drum fade out and the lights boom, boom, and it's just the lights pulsating, I'm thinking Godzilla's coming out of the back of that I don't know if anyone else got that sort of that vibe. Was really cool, yeah. That was really Godzilla-ish, um, which I loved. So I'm I'm happy. I like the stage. Uh, I miss the, the original Kiss logo, or the, even the 1980s one, which grew in size each tour. Um, I don't like the LED screen Kiss logo, but... I think they finally brought all the elements together um, with trusses, the extension of the... Um, the screens over the stage, which really give you more of a three D type deal. So you know I
1: think it's cool how the opening how the screens they kinda open like that and there's the band. I thought that was really cool. And and again like I mentioned with the set list, you got the same fans that are complaining, oh it's the same Vegas stage again. And I'm like, the stage has been set up in literally two cities and you're sick of it already complaining about it.
0: Yeah, there might have been fifty fans in that audience in Nagoya who went to Vegas.
1: Not even that's being that,
2: generous. Right. That's being very generous. Yeah, that's being and, really
0: and that, generous. And that's being really generous for the people who, who've who toured. You listened to or watched some of the videos, uh, and what's great in the one that was posted up on Facebook that I ripped some of the audio off um, was the Aussies were singing along to Samurai Son. You know, it's a song that's been out. It's over there. It's, it's what, a month old. And here you got people, hey, what's that song? And you got one guy singing along to it, you know, getting into it. Where's that feeling for those people who just want to criticize everything, the joy singing along to a brand new kiss song for better or worse at a show in Japan. I mean, how great that is.
1: Think about this. So it's been basically a month since uh, Samurai Sun came out to when they played it in Nagoya for the very first time. When I saw kiss on Kiss Cruise 2, they did uh, the monster tracks for the very first time. And it was about a month between when monster came out and, when Kiss Cruise 2 happened. When they did Wall of Sound, there were people there going, what song is this? I'm like, what do you mean what song is this? This is from the new album. How do you not? You're on the Kiss Cruise. So that's just food for thought because you have American Kiss fans who are paying a lot of money to go on these Kiss Cruises that maybe didn't know the song. And then you have Japanese fans who are going to a regular concert in their hometown that already know the new song. That's a non-album track that came out. So just a little food for thought. You know, they did this for Japan, and it's a hit in Japan. So it needs to be viewed with that context, that KISS really
3: hit their mark with this song, really hit their mark. And I think it's great that the uh, the people are learning this song. I know when I was, I got to see Paul saying on October 26, 2006, my first KISS-related show. He handed me his guitar pick after Love Gun and I band group all the way. But I remember, like, getting the Lift Twin Win CD, and I was like, Listening to the songs on repeat. I was like, I, was like, I gotta know all these songs cause I don't know what songs he's gonna do. And I was like, I know I'm gonna sing to every song of this show. And I wanna be a part of the show and that since just to have a ball. And like you said, Richard, the stage. I mean, geez, how long was Kiss using the same stage from like the farewell tour up until I wanna say 2009?
2: So you had eight years of the same stage and by Those golly, damn you guys- steps. <laughs> Wait, got, wait, they put those screens on there in 04. They had a brand new talking about? Come on. <laughs> they gave the steps a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. What you, <laughs> what do you want?
3: Uh, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, so, you, but you, you know, give or take some screens on the steps. You had them relatively the same states for eight years, and then, you know, oh, they used the stage for a month in last year, and then they take it to Japan, and people are upset. I mean, Holy smokes! I'd hate to like be this guy when they go out to eat and the waiter messes up on the food or something.
0: Yeah, they they use that stage for nine concerts, and and now it's now it's a bigger version. So, you know, it's it's like Vegas on steroids. I but, think the
1: stage is great. I really hope that if you look at Kiss's history in the in the last I don't know was it five or six years and they became like active again. They kind of do the same thing. They tour the states one summer, then they go overseas, and then the very next summer they come back in the states. So they might do like a couple of shows here and there in the states this summer. Probably not. But uh, I really hope that if and when KISS comes back in 2016, I hope they bring this stage back because I didn't get to go to Vegas. So I am really hoping I get to see this stage uh, in person. I think it's great.
0: See, Illinois State Fair is rumored for the summer, but I don't know how logistically that will work. Really? Uh, yeah, but i like,
1: away. That is sweet action. I'm busy like every weekend in the summer playing with Mr. Speed. i got no oh.
0: time. Yeah, I've got no no time, no right. time whatsoever. <laughs> so one other Japan thing that's uh, come up on YouTube is, of course, the meet and greet. 40 Minutes of Nagoya is up on YouTube. And the first song they did, Samurai Song. Partially. So, they've done that acoustically, and uh, for anyone else who cares, coming home, Christine 16, a little bit of forever, Hard Luck Woman, Going Blind, Nothing to Use, Stuck in the Middle with You, Got to Choose and Beth. So, it looked like a fun meet and greet, which I've never seen a not fun one, to be honest. But uh, That's kind
1: of like the same set they did, obviously, minus Sam on. when I saw them in Toronto this past summer. They kind of do the same kind of songs. They Someone shut out Naked City, and Tommy was playing the guitar for Naked City, and I was singing. The lyrics to Gene, and Gene goes,
2: "I don't remember. I have no idea what song this. <laughs> <is>. Sorry,
1: <Tony. laughs> I have no idea what
2: song is. There's a it's, video of him doing "Creatures of the Night" last summer too, and they they go through the whole song at, at the end. Eric goes, "I think Gene played about half the notes. Gene was like totally lost <laughs> the whole time."
0: <laughs> what yeah, what, what band was that by? Like yeah, you always you know you're always going to get got to choose, and going blind for that matter, and hard, you know coming like home. You know, that that's their exactly. meat and potato. They're being polite when they ask you what you want to <laughs> what you want them to play.
3: It's totally true. But I, I, I think I think the acoustic uh mini grease stuff is awesome. list is always cool. I, I haven't seen a bad one. I I I love when you do even just like little clips of songs. Like I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I totally like I said I was I was gone for this mission, so I get home, i go checking out the acoustic set list and there was the the uh, the fabled life in the woods clip and I remember like <laughs> geeking out over that like no way like finally there was such a like hidden quoted track and stuff and I thought it was way really cool but yeah no I mean you know those guys get to be backstage with the band and have the non makeup doing a few songs acoustically I mean I, I thought I was well, a lucky dog just to go see Kiss in 2000, uh, 2010 when they did the um when they did Beth on stage with the acoustic guitars you know, cool. see the acoustic stuff often. I mean, now they got the meeting greens, but they don't—they don't go out there and do the unplugged. so Is there any chance to see them do stuff acoustically? I'll take
0: it. What does this mean for South America? You guys think? You know, that's coming up, kicks off April 10th, so a month after they finish in Tokyo. What do you think is going to happen to the set, other than Samurai Song, uh, committing Harry Carey?
1: I think Samurai Song is going to be dropped, and they're going to bring back. Let me go rock and roll or something like that, you know, something something easy peasy like that. And they'll go to South America, and the uh, four hundred thousand people they play to in Buenos Aires are gonna go ape shit.
3: So <laughs> that's what I think. It definitely yeah. keeps. They definitely keep. I love it loud. They they, they like that song down there.
0: Oh God, they could play the whole Creatures album pretty much in South America, and you just get oh, immediate nuts. visions of Brazil '83 in your head of the the sweating mass yeah. of humanity.
2: Yeah, I think, I think it'll be the exact same set list with Samurai Sun drop and, and maybe even nothing put in this place. I mean, to be, to be perfectly honest. That'd anyway. be right. Could be right. I, I, I don't see any major changes between now and then. I don't see any major changes between now and Europe either. I, I think this is what you're going to get this year. And it's not bad. I know people want to complain about it. It's not bad. It's a good set list, it's very diverse from hearing Heller or to Psycho Circus a parasite. I mean, how much more diverse do you, do you want it to be?
0: It's cool. Yeah, and I don't know what it, the weather's like down in South America this time of year. It's hot. Is it? Is it summer?
2: probably hot. It, Oh, yeah. It,
0: opposite it's hemisphere. Summer right it's summer. So it may well be hot. I think I Was Made For Loving You will probably get dropped. Uh, and I think probably a couple of Gene songs. I wouldn't be surprised if an Ace song comes in as well. For Tommy. I don't know
1: why they don't let Eric or Tommy sing a little more. I mean, Maybe not let Tommy do Shock Me because that seems to hit a nerve with some fans, and that's kind of Ace's signature track. It is still a kiss track, but maybe have Tommy do like Rocket Ride or Exactly,
0: that was what I was going to say. Rocket Ride, the band have never performed live. Uh, Don't
2: worry, there'll be people who don't like that too if they (laughs) didn't. You
0: know, know, and, and, and why not? You know, it's. To me, it's better than him doing Shock Me, but I, I don't have a conniption fit when he does it. It's just a freaking song, you know. I don't care if Ace wrote it. If Ace, you know, Ace can do Love Gun. Ace can play any song he wants. If he wants to play some songs off Monster, go ahead. It's a I'm, song.
3: I'm hoping with the announcement of Ace doing uh, dates in Europe, that maybe he'll throw in out of this world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Imagine, imagine the backlash of that. Just people just. literally Ace will get a free pass. Ace will get a free pass. What are you talking about?
1: Just you imagine, just the fans like opening their windows and throwing the computer out the window. You
0: know, you know it, it might result in Kiss fans putting bags on their head and making YouTube videos. You know, they just they just don't take it very well sometimes. But I, I you know, I think this set is good. It's a very. I felt that in Vegas, and again, I, I've said it. I was jaded when I went there, but when I heard it. I looked at the set. I'm like, yeah, that's a really freaking good set. It, it, it's well rounded. It does not have enough off rock and roll over. But do I really want to hear? I Dr. want you love. ever again. Oh, I would love to hear "Calling Doctor Love," you know, or "Take Me." Oh yeah,
1: you know what? Yeah, I would. I would love to hear "Take Me" and, and "Ladies That would be for some reason. I don't know why they never done. It. I know you mentioned that earlier in the show, but uh, you know that would be a, a, a great one to hear. Can you imagine like take your? I mean, I know we're all huge Kiss fans here. So can you imagine if the internet was around, saying like 1980, would fans have complained when they dropped your All That I Want in favor of Shandy for Australia? Because Shandy was a huge hit in Australia. Do you think fans would have lost their minds for that, too? Yes. Anybody got pissed Absolutely. about
0: that? Without a doubt. The mo- I, think it, I think it comes down to the internet is very immediate. You give, it gives people a forum. It gives them a podium to stand on and rant like the lunatic in the park you know, who you can't escape from, who's raging on about this or that and politics and, and all that sorts of rubbish. They get a forum and the moment they start trolling, they've got an audience because, you know, people cannot resist getting into it. I, this is what I go on and on about. It's like, don't feed the trolls, but we can't resist it.
2: If the internet was around in 1980, the pitch Kiss Mafia would have been going crazy over... Eric Carr being in the band. Well, no, because there are people
1: that are saying, Eric is his own character, so he's okay. Grandfather did. Oh, you know?
2: yeah. If the internet was now running, it that. would have been perfectly fine and harmonious if, if it would have happened, if, if the internet was running in 1980. You know, people would be up in arms about who is this guy, why is he in the band, and then and then changing the set list, putting Shandy in there for Australia. It would have been it would just as bad for Kiss, if not worse kiss in 1980 and 1982 with bringing in vinnie vincent where's ace freely you know i mean i wasn't old enough to go to the shows with creatures tour people were showing up for the creatures tour didn't even know that vinnie was going to be there. ace wasn't there if it had come out on kiss online oh ace freely quits the band and here's our new character the ank warrior people would have flipped out i mean come on but uh, the instant gratification society we live in that the internet has has made
0: yeah, and I think it's, everything's so disposable as well. Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Oh, that's
2: right. well, You know, I mentioned before, like, I got
3: to do stuff and hang with them. But, like, village people, they, they never, you know, we need a fireman now because the cowboy left the group. They just replaced. <laughs> <laughs> they got a new contract uh, back at the end of twenty uh 2013. The original construction worker, David Hodo retired, and the cowboy who was with them since 1980 retired. And they got two new guys. And guess what they're wearing? <laughs> So I never even thought her about, her, about that. And the Native analogy. I, about
1: that. <laughs> I mean, that's hey, perfect. Next time someone says something, I'm gonna be like, "Listen, you're gonna be pissed because the fireman, and the village people, ain't the original. He's still a
2: fireman. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right now, I mean, if you look yeah, at he the, the six pack abs anymore, but he's still a fireman. <laughs> I
3: mean, but, but if you look at the lineup for the village people, except for uh, Felipe Rose, the Native American, and Alexander Valley, the soldier, you um, the guys. I'm are, surprised you know the names. Oh, three, three oh i sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just shocked about that. But three of the guys are 90s on up, and one of them, the cops, he's saying back up on Love Gun on Tomorrow Tonight, Ray Simpson, um, since 79, none of them, you know, two of them are original, and nobody's complaining, I don't see any complaints about them on any of the message boards or any websites, so. Uh, I, I,
0: I, I can neither confirm or deny that, as I really haven't been to too many Village People message boards lately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I you know have it doing on like Kiss Message Board and, and Facebook? I don't really, like, I'll never call someone, like, like name call them or whatever. I, I don't really do that. But what I do is if someone makes a post, I'll correct their grammar, I'll correct their spelling. Or what really irks me is someone posts something that's clearly the wrong year, and I'll just correct them. So people hate me because of that, because they're like, "Oh, this he's grammar Nazi, scam you know. I just think it's funny. You know, someone posts grammar, I, I won't, I won't tear down what they say. I won't agree, disagree. I just correct their spelling, and then, or if they post a picture, I'll be like, "Actually, that picture's from this year." And then you know, the pitchforks come out, and they're like, "This, we're gonna slap his mother." And you know, it's like, dude, relax. It's just, you know, it's just this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's
0: supposed to be rock and roll.
1: Yeah, it's just supposed to be fun. You know, we're sitting here, we're all brought together because of KISS. We collect bootlegs because of KISS, collect t-shirts. You know, Lonnie's got a bunch of cool posters behind him. and Probably wearing a KISS t-shirt, too. No, I'm not, actually. Just... You're not wearing a KISS t-shirt? Damn. No. I'm wearing a, a Rocket Drums. The best reason to play drums, RocketDroneWorks.com, because I'm an endorser. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, oh, Kiss
0: that, that was smooth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kiss, KISS brought us together. So it should be fun, and I just think people need to remember that. Whether it's the set list, the stage, the costumes, the band, just have fun with it. Because no one likes their job. I mean, yeah, granted, we we all do different things, you know. No one likes to pay their mortgage or pay their rent or fill up their car with five dollar gas. I mean, no one likes that. This is supposed to be fun. Put on Kiss Alive. Put on Rock and Roll. Put on Samurai Son. It's about escapism and it's about just having fun meeting people, and talking about KISS. And once you lose sight of that, you're going to nitpick and complain about Paul's voice and his chest hair and all this stuff and whatever have you. you,
0: you yeah, and and they have to use the tools wisely. We have an instantaneous access to performances in Japan right after they happen now. Use those wisely rather than saying, well, he didn't hit the symbols 89 times <laughs> Look at, the, look at you are able to see what you can't go and see. You have immediate access to that. It's something that people didn't have in the past. We're spoiled by it, utterly spoiled. You know, we get to hear Samurai Sun being performed live, semi-live, not live at all, um, whatever. <laughs> not we, live at all. We get to see it. <laughs> it's coming out. You, you get to experience it, you know. Otherwise, you wouldn't. It would be something happening 12,000 miles away in Japan that you would only get to read about in a fanzine, which doesn't give you the same context. So use the tools wisely, use the forums wisely, discuss, debate, argue. You don't have to agree.
1: Just be bright about it. Like, don't call someone an MF or just be like, okay, I see your point, but I see this or I see that. Or-
0: yeah, make an effort, you know, and, we- and, and correct people's grammar because that <laughs> grammar is a terrible crime.
3: Well, well we, <laughs> did, we noticed things so easy. I, you probably remember this, Jules. I don't know if uh, Lonnie or, or Andrew Ron that message for it back in 2008, but when Kiss did the South American tour and Paul for the Stanley, best, and he had the vest. You wanted like, the vest. You best. got the vest. And it was like <laughs> the biggest new shocker of the year. Like, he's got a vest, but it looks like Peter's vest from like when he was in
2: Kiss Meets the Fan. I'm like, what the heck's going on with the band? What do you why do you mix a love gun vest with the destroyer costume that's just horrible yeah. well you know i think it's funny and you know there
1: was this was an era of the band where the band really wasn't active yet so like sometimes paul would wear the hotter than hell jacket with the destroyer suit or he had the vest so you have these nincompoop tribute band guys who are gonna mix and match the costumes and be like paul did, paul did it paul did it paul did it i can do it yeah, yeah. I'm like, you take it out of context a little bit. But I remember people flipping out over that vest. I'm like, it's a vest. <laughs> I mean, kiss. what's that? They played in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina for that. What was it? I don't know how to pronounce it with a Q. cue, Live or whatever was included with Sonic Boom. How many people were there at that show? Like 80,000? Do you think anyone was like, he's wearing a vest. Look, he's
2: wearing a vest. They're to that- no.
1: Oh, and, that, and that stage they had, he walked out on the stage. That was a different stage, too. He was able to walk out. Okay, they, the they had that huge catwalk, too, with all those those lights around the catwalk. Yeah. Do you think anybody cared? I can't say vest in, in Spanish or whatever. Do you think they were like, you know, eh, eh, the vest, the vest, the, the plane, the plane, the vest. Do you think everybody
2: cared? Yeah. No. Do you think they people walked out? Oh, I'm not staying. I'm not staying. Oh, I swear to the vest, I'll see ya. <laughs> yeah. do you. think? Do you really think people cared? No, nobody
1: cares. And you you know what I find so funny? You have all these people who say, F Tommy, F Eric, F Gene's fat, Paul's gay, all this stuff. And Gene walks in front of them and they're just like, oh Gene, I love you. Oh my God, can I wash your time? Can I do this? You know, they're just, they melt. So you have all these people who are just so keyboard powerful. And they'll just talk. Yeah, they'll talk this big game when they're in front of the person they're talking about. It's like all of a sudden they're just puppy. You
3: know? And then I'll even say this too you know, those who argue with, like, the lineups and the band members and Tommy and all the jazz. You know, I was talking, I work at a pizza place up here, and I was talking because we've got some new people and got rid of some old people. And I was talking about and I really like the, the crew we have here this year. And he was like, yeah, it's really good. I had to, like, get better people and stuff. And it reminded me was like this, and I was talking about it, and I was like, you know, if some people don't want to be here for the party and, and have fun and do stuff, they're more than welcome to leave. And, and you know, if he wants to be in the to, to keep the stuff going. I mean, look, it's a music business. Like anything, if you don't want to be doing your job, you're more than welcome to leave, and we're going to replace you. And Tommy's been in the band. I want to say he's been in longer than Ace now. Um, yeah, he's been in the band since 2003, so he's been in the band 12 years. But remember, he was working behind the scenes for behind a eight thousand years before that. And and I was just looking at, I've got both the uh, live shows I've seen in Kiss, the the Live 35 and the 2010 show. I got to see 27 different songs like this within two tours, and um, there's a great like compilation, like just all the songs they did on the Life 35 tour, up on on YouTube. A whole of a lot more songs were performed that time, and the this lineup, than was ever with the original lineup during the reunion era. They kept a very strict set list, so I'm, I'm happy where things are going with the lineup, the band, the stage, the set list. Yeah, but yeah, but
1: how many How's times the did they get
3: Sometimes you get the symbols. What's the pizza? <laughs> oh,
1: pizza's pretty good. Good, very delicious. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Both of you guys are talking about pizza, and unfortunately, I'm sorry, but both of you guys don't know anything about pizza until you eat real New York pizza. That's pizza. Oh, hashtag blessed. I'm from New Jersey. Don't talk to me about pizza.
2: <laughs> <laughs> even, even New Jersey pizza, not good, not good, not good. New York pizza? There you go. Oh. For I, I, don't, know, I don't like people. I don't like people who brag. All right. <laughs> it's not braggy, it's just the truth.
3: Well, Idaho is passable.
0: All right, I think we're reaching the end on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any any last words on the set?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen with the rest of the Japanese tour. I hope that maybe there was some type of curfew that, dropped, that caused that song to get dropped, and maybe it'll another song or something will return back to 18 songs. I think it's a really good, they hit a really good mark on that. So, but I'm anxious to see what happens. If nothing happens and the set stays the same, I'm fine with that too. I'm really looking forward to seeing Kiss back at Tokyo Dome and seeing what type of accolades they get being back there. Remember, this is a 41 year old band and they're playing to 50,000 people in a foreign country. It's pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that. and uh, Anybody watching this, I really need a tour book. Message
3: me, a live cat man. I need one.
0: <laughs> Alex, final words on it.
3: Um, I like the set list. Um, I like it. I love seeing them mix it up. So I'm hoping maybe they'll you know swap a song or two out, get some variety over the the Japanese shows, the South America. Um, and you know, and if not, hey, you guys got you guys got to see Kiss in 20 2015, 40, you know 40 plus years. How awesome is that? We're lucky. We're really lucky compared to a lot of the other bands.
0: Lonnie, I'm you know I'm looking forward to the rest of the Japanese tour,
2: seeing what happens with Tokyo Dome. It'll be really cool to see some footage from there. I don't have a whole lot of faith in them mixing things up for the last three shows. I think from what we've seen, they kind of find what set list they like and they stick with it. But I'm looking forward to that, and then South America to follow, and Europe to follow after that. If they don't change the set list. Fine, you know, KISS is still touring 2015 with a new stage, like it or not. It's a new stage, and you know we're we're really we're, we're very lucky that that we're continuing to see a live, active touring Kiss in 2015.
0: Yeah, I think my my final words would be: be great to see a couple more Gene songs in there. You know, calling Doctor Love. But uh, the, you know, the the set's so highly choreographed and timed and sequenced and all that that, you know, it's it's a good representation for what it is. I can't wait to see what they do with the Momo Ero Clover Z girls at the Tokyo Dome. You know, whether they're gonna perform with them or vice versa, have the girls come out and sing backing vocals on Kisses song or or whatever, just how that goes down. They're gonna have a heaving mass of what, fifty thousand at the dome. So that's going to be pretty cool. Can't wait to see that and uh, overanalyze it on YouTube video, you know. <laughs> and
2: no matter what happens, people won't like it. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll they'll slap be
1: someone's grandmother because they're lip syncing. They'll
0: and be, be angry kiss fans down. all over the world, no matter what they do. So, exactly. um, I I think for everyone out there, we're going to call this a show and wrap it up. So, sayonara. and Alex. Andrew and Lonnie, thank you very much for joining. And uh, everyone out there, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.